With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hello and welcome to this latest edition of the Powder Blue Podcast. When we came to you last week, the Phillies were off a 5-2 and two stretch. This week was kind of the opposite. Frank Close here along with Jeff Mosher. And Jeff, I feel like week by week, it's been a completely different story the last four weeks. I think it's fair to say that, what, is it we through a quarter of the season, Frank, or a little bit more than a quarter we of the are, season? We have hit the quarter mark. Yeah, yeah. I don't know who the Phillies are. I don't <laughs> – I mean, I know they're inconsistent. I know that um, – what, you know, what you see isn't always what you get with them, but I really don't know what their identity is. Um, we said last week how the bats came alive out West and what a good road trip it was. And, uh, you know, you come home and right off the bat, when you don't have Bryce Harper, I mean, he just shows you why he's the MVP right there. Cause the, the rest of the offense completely goes into a tank. Um, you know, Didi's still not back. I mean, you're, you're playing a lot of guys, uh, who should be you know, who are your backups, you know, whether it's outfield or the infield. And so the, the bats weren't there. I mean, it's it's nice that they came back and won that game against L.A. We'll talk about it. But in general, I just don't I, – I, I think this Phillies team on paper, people are going to get tired of me saying this, is really the best one it's been over the last three or four years. And the pitch when your pitching staff is as good as their pitching staff has been, you should be better. And I know everybody wants to fire Girardi. I'm not quite sure what he can do differently I don't necessarily disagree with his moves sometimes the lineup I don't love Hoskins we talked about this you know leading off and um you know I'd rather have Segura up there a little bit but you know I don't know if these are things that are making the difference when you're scoring well I think they totaled four total runs in their first four games of the homestand so I don't think moving two guys around in the lineup is going to solve uh your 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 kind of bigger picture issue there it's been years since all three games of a series were a shutout. Now, the Phillies did win one of those shutouts, yeah. but then they had two against the San Diego Padres. And, of course, when you start playing the Dodgers, even though the Dodgers had a bad week when the Phillies were, were out there in L.A., you knew they weren't going to have a bad week for, for much longer. Right. You knew, and, and, and the one thing we talked about about that series was even though the Phillies had won three or four, there were some neck and neck games there. The, the Dodgers fought pretty hard in every single game, even the ones they were losing. So you knew, and you know, they're a good team. So you knew they were going to come out here and be pretty representative of who they are. And they were, I mean, not like they just roasted the Phillies, but they won. And then obviously they blew in, in a strange way. It was like tit for tat, right? The, the Phillies blew their last game in LA. So LA had to come <laughs> and blow their last game against the Phillies. And by the way, the irony of the Phillies winning a game on an error by the other team when Alec Bohm is the batter is amazing. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that, that's really <laughs> unbelievable that it would happen that way. But I, and I don't even know if there's a run, if there's anybody other on the Phillies than Roman Quinn at second base, do they score that run? No, they, they basically just 
keep the guy at third and hope that the next guy gets him in. Like, right, I, like you, no. <laughs> yeah, exactly. How many, so how many in baseball? Three? for them there. Yeah, that. <laughs> so let's, let's spend our time talking about that, that Sunday game. Cause that was the one that kind of is the epitome of the 2022 Phillies already. Just really ridiculously good pitching performance from Zach Eflin. Do we even remember that, you know, since, mm-hmm. since all hell broke loose afterwards? Right. Uh, but, but seven innings, two earned, but 12 strikeouts. So he looked yeah. unhittable except for the two that connected for those solo shots. But, right. you know, a couple solo shots aren't a big deal when nobody's, nobody else is making contact and you're not walking guys, mm-hmm. uh, which Eflin is continually not doing. So, uh, kind of shows you that what Eflin can, can really do when he's on, which, uh, and by the way, he's got a 3.65 ERA, which he's your fifth starter. So yeah. you, can't, you can't really complain about that. And then you get the cleaning inning. Well, he, he did uh, give up a hit, but Dominguez and Alvarado was good Alvarado-ish. Mm-hmm. Um, did walk a guy, but, uh, and then, then, uh, the only run that scored against Canebolo was the ghost runner, which, which happens. I feel like that happens more often than not, right? The ghost runner yes. like scores, right? So uh, the reason I think it's silly because it's both teams get that run and then they just keep playing. But I thought I thought they were doing. Is it next year that they do away with it? They decided to do away with it, and then they decided again that they should do it. So, uh, so the, the rationale was, okay. yeah, the rationale uh, was the short spring training. They needed to get some of these games over with because the pitchers wouldn't be ready to go deep. Right. But they right. didn't make it for just part of the season. They made it for the whole season. Anyway. So there's I, a chance that next year they go back to not doing it. Allegedly, they're, they're getting rid of that again. But, oh, man. But man, but, but, you know, we talked about that last inning. JT Real Muto, man. Mm-hmm. How, how does that even happen that, that, that Justin Turner, I guess, faked out that the ball passed him or something? Like, what do you yeah. do? Like curse or something? I don't, I don't, I, I don't know how JT even like, I, I, I don't even know what to say. It was a wild sequence. <laughs> it was definitely an unexplainable sort of <laughs> that's baseball type of moment. Um, <laughs> I don't know how it happened either. But I mean, if there's Dusty, anybody Dusty in Wathen the Phillies lineup, there, right? Needs it, right? <laughs> What's that? Say it again. I said Dusty Wathen was right there, right? I mean, did yeah, they... <laughs> yeah. Like it, it really made no sense at, at whatsoever. So <laughs> you know, before before we get to the how they actually won. But that play at third just made me think, like, you know, the last time the Phillies signed a guy to a five-year, $125 million contract, fans got on him quick when he wasn't producing. How soon till the fans start turning on Real Muto? Well, uh, I was going to bring this up. He's somehow, I don't know why, but he's sort of escaping the type of venom a guy normally gets in this town when he does not produce. And I don't know if people feel bad for him that he's got a cat. He doesn't get the DH too much and because of Harper's injury or whatever it is, uh, but he really has not produced at all. Um, and he, he, he looks a little slow at the plate with the bat, and I don't know what's going on with him. Yeah, I mean, you know, the we talked, you mentioned just a moment ago about the offense, and, you know, Harper's injection you knew was going to kind of set them back for a few days, but, but mm-hmm. why aren't these other big money guys stepping up? I mean, that's, 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 that, you know, talking about who the Phillies are, when I, you know, last night I tweeted, you know, I, I really need to just like sit back and study. Like I, like I, I don't, I don't feel like there's an obvious answer. Mm-hmm. Like I really need to study what they're supposed to be. And, but, but, but really what it comes down to is these big money guys, they just, they're just coming up small. Like I thought the idea of, of adding all of them was, was that, well, that's not all about Harper, but well, that, that's sort of the kind of the conundrum of not understanding this team because 
when they went out west and played the Padres and the and the Dodgers, Schwarber was hitting home runs and it was looking and and real uh, not real Moto uh, uh, Castellanos was hitting the ball well. So some of those guys who you were waiting to come around were coming around. And of course Harper was on a tear. I mean he could not get out um, out west. And then you kind of got the trifecta or the double wet whatever you want to call it. You come back home, Harper's got to miss some time because of the PRP injection and Schwarber does not swing a hot bat. So that takes away. And then Real Muto continues his slump. Hoskins, I don't think hit as, as well as he did out, out West either. So it, it's weird how the team just went collectively from hitting the ball and starting to give you a sign of, I, I really thought, thought things were coming together for them when they went out West. I should have known better, uh, but they came out, came out here, came back home. And for whatever reason, it's it's not just one guy either. It's it's a bunch of guys just not being able to do their jobs. Is that going to end at some point? Like, or is, is this just? Are they just going to have a good week, bad week, good week, bad week? I mean, it feels like they're all doing it at the same time. Or do you have to it's rely a, on? That's a great question. Or do you have to rely on the likes of of Garrett Stubbs and and Roman <laughs> Quinn to eke one out for you at the end? I mean, don't you normally think over a hundred and sixty games season that? If the pitch, if you get starting pitching the way the Phillies have, and to be fair, you could say, well, we're waiting for that to even out too, but they've been pretty consistently good from the season opener till now. I don't know what their ERA ranks currently, uh, in the major leagues, but I'm pretty sure it's, it's pretty good. Probably top five, ten. So if that's going to at least somewhat hover around their consistent mark, and I think it, it, it will, I kind of think they're going to win more games than they're going to lose. Now the bullpen's still an issue. But I would say it's still not as bad as the bullpen's been two or three years ago. They have a couple of guys who are struggling. Hang on, Jeff. Um, I gotta correct something you said. What's team, that? T- a team bullpen, our team ERA rank. You know what it is? Where the Phillies rank? Where is it? Nineteenth. What? Am I yeah. crazy? I mean, I know pitching has been good all around, but what is that weighted by by a really bad outing or something? Three ninety one on the season, and so uh, the 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 Dodgers wow. are the leader with two eight zero. And in between the Dodgers and Phillies, which is which is basically a run in some change, mm-hmm. are many other teams, including the Baltimore Orioles, the Oakland wow. Athletics. You know, a lot of these teams you would not expect, and of course the Marlins are fourth. You know, we've we've talked before about their young good pitching, but yeah, but yeah, that's uh, what surprised me that the Marlins fourth because they got like three guys with ERAs under two, I think, with uh, Alcantara and Lopez, but um. Now here's well, the thing. Maybe, Here, here's the thing about that team. But they're keeping you in game. Like there, there's never a time, right, where a Philly. I can't remember a Phillies game in the last two or three weeks where you thought they were done by the third inning. I can. Yeah. There were plenty of games like that the last few years. Yeah, I agree. I agree with you. It doesn't feel like that. That that that's an issue, but you know maybe it is. Oh, man, just when you thought you know moving out of the Vince Velasquez and um, you know Nick Pavetta eras was going to get you you know better results because you're four and five where Ranger Suarez and and Zach Eflin apparently that's not, not still not enough. The Phillies are 21st in the league with a 240 yeah. batting average against the, the the Dodgers and Angels are are first tied for first with 213. Jeez. So like see, teams aren't hitting. I mean uh, the collective batting yeah. average in in the uh, Across the league, really, is, is is bad. The team with the highest batting average is, unsurprisingly, the Colorado Rockies, right? Two two eighty one, because there's always extra room for stuff to fall in out there. But uh, yeah, but uh, the Nationals second highest at two sixty five. The Nationals. The Nationals. Man. In terms of other uh, pitching, 
So that's some. There's some stuff I can't explain. That, that so no, no, the, well, the national. No, that, that's that's the batting average are giving up. So maybe the Phillies oh, need some games oh, okay, against the Nats okay. here. Yeah, they definitely need some games. How are where are the Braves on that? Because you know, obviously the Phillies start their series against the Braves, who have been up and down themselves. They like now are it feels like now's 13th, the time to two yeah, thirty. So all right. Yeah, I mean, it's not it's it's a negligible difference, but it's a difference. Yeah, yeah, but like you know. I, I mean, but like but now. that ten points, that's that's that. There's a lot of teams kind of in between. Sure. In that ten point range from two thirty to two forty. So sure. this is a, I don't know. This this is an interesting uh, interesting year in that yeah, offense is down across the board. Now we can get into all the million reasons why you know people the humidors across baseball and stuff like that. But uh, right. So does that mean we shouldn't be so hard on this offense because they're really just doing what the rest of the league is doing. I mean, I still think it's fair to have higher expectations. Oh yeah. The, the bats that they've had, you know, I, yeah. Like whatever happened to smash that bell. Right. I mean, Oh, seriously. I mean, but, but still two forty eight team average mm-hmm. is still fifth. So I don't, I, if you're fifth from the bottom, if you're fifth from the bottom in pitching and fifth from the top in hitting, you're still going to be a 500 team pretty much. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, that just puts you right in the smack middle of everything. Exactly. Exactly what they are. And which, to which, me, if they could just hit a few more, score a few more runs, I wonder what they're, how are they, huh, I don't want to make you research too many stats, but, um, they do seem like an American League type team that they get their runs off the homers and they don't do a great job of maybe hitting with two outs and runners in scoring position. Yeah. The Phillies have 48 home runs, which is good for seventh in the league. Mm-hmm. They do have a plus 11 run differential. See, they're playing, about to play the, the, the Braves. And the Braves have struggled similarly. They've gotten some decent pitching from Freed. They've gotten some decent pitching from um Charlie Morton. Yeah, he's he, he's he's had some bad starts too, though. Has he? I mean, they're they're, 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 they're not somebody consistent. that's throwing the ball with them uh, other than Freed. But but the 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 point is they're minus eleven in run differential. The the Phillies are plus eleven in run differential, and yet these two teams have the same exact record. So kind of fascinating. Yeah. It kind of the story for the Braves is they've been up and down. Uh that they they haven't been consistent in their in their uh hitting really, having timely hitting and and in their rotation. Right. I mean they they've they've just uh they've been the Phillies. <laughs> really. <laughs> exactly. 19, Braves are 19-22. You know, they 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 haven't won more than two games in a row all season. So yep. It's it's really been a uh Really been in, um, a rocky season for the, for the, for the Braves. They, they're just, they're just, they're just like the Phillies. Good week, bad week, good week, bad week. I, Absolutely. I, you know, there's, there's really no explanation for it, but, but the four games against each other, hopefully you'll get a sense of who these teams are. Right. Well, well, yeah. Hopefully it's, you get a sense that the Phillies bats have come alive and that they're kind of ready to, I don't know. I don't know if a, a win like they had against the Dodgers kind of I don't know if that's a springboard. I just think they got to get guys healthy. You know, they got to get Didi back in the lineup, sw- swinging a good bat. Got to get Harp back there where he is now, and that's good. And, and they really need to get more from Schwarber and Castellano and and Hoskins. I mean, there's there's really they just need more from their guys who you who you rely on. I, I don't think that's unfair to ask. And and so now they got to go. Gah. I see. I can't I speak. I'm like I'm so tongue tied <laughs> with this team. I don't know what the heck I'm. I I I, I don't even know what 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 to make of of all this sometimes. But uh, but so they're heading to Atlanta. These are the games that they're that are supposed to be what the, what define the the division. They go from there to New York. Mm-hmm. Uh, is this going to be a good week? Is this going to be a bad week? 
Well, man, the Mets, I mean, I know people are expecting them to come back to earth now because of all their um, pitching issues. You know, no DeGrom since the start of the season. Now Scherzer's out for over a month, and McGill has been out too. Uh, but then this is a team, uh, I'm going to assume, I haven't looked at the stats, but I'm going to assume they're swinging the bats as good as anybody in the majors because they've scored about, I think, 42 runs more than their opponents this year. I mean, their run differential is way up in the green at plus 42, I think it was. So um, they've been able to, to do what other teams haven't, including the Phillies, and that's hit the ball. And they've, they've won a lot of games late. Um, which has never been their kind of, uh, MO until recently. They're known for blowing games, not, not, you know, coming back to it and winning them like that. So. Well, I'll tell you this. Impressed. I'll tell you this. The Mets have, as, uh, this is a, a, as of, uh, Sunday after beating the Rockies, mm-hmm. the 14th time in a row that, that they've lost and then immediately won the following game. Wow. So they are not, they have not lost two games in a row during that stretch. Mm-hmm. And more importantly, they're not, getting any losing streaks period right well so they're, they're out on the west coast this week right i think they're playing the giants and then the padres or yeah they're at they're at they're at the giants and then they then they host the phillies so it's just oh, uh, three right. three yeah right. three in san francisco and then they get the phillies and nats at home so well, i'd say good luck to them going out to san francisco without their best pitching and trying to come out of there with two out of three but if they do then i think you know that they're they're pretty pretty legit pretty for real i mean they can they can they can hit the long ball with alonzo there but guys like Marte and Lindor and McNeil, always McNeil, um, yep. they've actually been pretty good at manufacturing runs and hitting to the gaps. And Chris Bassett, they're, I guess, their best healthy pitcher. Yeah. He, he pitches on Tuesday, which would set him up to, to face the Phillies Sunday. Now, they do have a day off in between, and if they, if they don't give him extra time, then he could face the Phillies on Sunday. Or if they give him the extra day, then maybe the Phillies miss him. Right. But uh, I would I would, I would, would think uh, – I don't know. They might feel they have the cushion that they can just let 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 everybody pitch on the fifth day. Mm-hmm. I mean, they still have Taiwan Walker, they still have Bassett, they still have uh, Carrasco, Carrasco, yeah. And they're pitching Peterson, and then I don't know what they're doing beyond that yet because <laughs> they're down three three starters. But uh, um, but I don't know. They, they they still had some depth, you know. That they you know Taiwan Walker, he's he was really good for a while last year. Then he was really poor uh for a while this season. He seems to be coming back on track. So. So I mean, if you have three decent uh, pitchers, then they can hit like they do. Then then that's uh that right. that could be enough to make the difference. Unless yeah. like David Peterson is optioned again. So I don't know. I don't, I don't know. Some I don't know who's going to start beyond uh, Carrasco and, and Bassett for them uh, and right. Walker. So right. uh, that that could be that could be the the way the Phillies have to take advantage. Right. I mean, yeah, when you look, Frank, when you look at the Phillies right now, you, we knew what some of their limitations were as far as, you know, center field going into the year, um, perhaps defensively. And there have been times where they've kicked the ball around, although not as bad as, as the first three weeks. But you just draw a circle around the three guys, Hoskins, Riomuto, Schwarber, right? I mean, Hoskins is, is his on base percentage is 305. That's terrible. Riomuto, yeah. 293. Schwarber, 303. I know that Schwarber could be a streaky guy. We talk about that, but right. And, and it's great that he's got 10 home runs. I think that leaves the team, but he's been hitting 203 with an OBP of 303 and an o- OPS of 758. And that's just not, you can't have Hoskins, Realmuto and Schwarber all with OPSs under 800. I mean, that, that's, that's doing nothing for you, you know? 
Yeah, and it's it's um, I'm looking here. So McGill's on a 15 day IL. So that they'll definitely they're definitely missing him this series, right? Because they can't activate him before what Monday. Yeah, because they're back to 15 days this year. Oh wait, it's yeah. retroactive to the 12th. Hey, maybe the Phillies do face him, uh, McGill. I mean, if I mean he's eligible to come off the uh, the IL uh, during this Philly series, so maybe maybe they will see him after all. But uh, I'd rather see him than Scherzer, right? Or, yeah, or even you, Bassett. Or oh, they say you said they might see Bassett. On you might Sunday, see Bassett right? uh, on Sunday if they pitch him on. Uh, well, it wouldn't be short rest, but it would be regular rest uh, over right. a day off. So, but, 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 uh, but yeah, this, this, uh, the inconsistency of, I won't say Hoskins, but that's, a, that's a problem with batting him leadoff, you know, like that, that double play he grounded into, uh, oh, Sunday sure. to, to kill the, kill the rally. Mm-hmm. I mean, almost talk about Roman Quinn being the only one who scores. I feel like Hoskins is the only one who can't reach first base on that too. <laughs> it's fair. I mean, that's fair. Yeah. hitting that part of the lineup, uh, but, but I, I don't know. I mean, I, I'm kind of at a loss as to what what configuration of this lineup would work. I just think that at the end, of, if the Phillies are going to be more successful as a lineup, it's there's not. Trust me, I'm not kind of trying to come off as like you know, this one change is going to make a huge difference. They think those three guys I said they got to start hitting, but I always feel when Gene Segura is batting higher in the lineup or low, whatever you say, uh, you know, upper, you know, in the first three, higher in the lineup, better things happen for them. I, I agree. I. I and look, I know he's actually playing well where they're batting him, but I just think he's got this kind of spark plug ability for him. When you put him there, things happen. He gets on base, then people behind him feel comfortable because they're hitting with somebody on base, making it tough for the pitcher. Just, I would get him up there. And, and uh, you know, speaking of Segura, how about the, the Dodgers walking Schwarber to face him? Yeah, <laughs> that was interesting. <laughs> I, 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 you know, when it, as it happened, I thought, wow, this is going to backfire on them. So, uh, yeah, but they must have thought it was last week in LA when he was, you know, smacking everything over the fence there. <laughs> well, yeah, maybe they, maybe they, well, I, I guess, but I mean, Segura was no slouch either in that series. So no, he really wasn't. Yeah. That was an interesting decision. I mean, I think they, they probably felt that. I forget who the who who was the pitcher at the time. I'm sure he was a righty, right? I mean, that's, yeah, that's, that's, yeah. They probably felt like we, if this guy just makes Almonte, one mistake, was it Almonte? Yeah, it was Almonte. Yeah, you figure that if Almonte makes a mistake to Schwarber compared to a mistake to Segura, it's more likely that the one by Schwarber is going to be over the wall, whereas Segura you might be able to hit, keep to a single. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah, but, but but I'm with you there. Like you you got to bat him lead off this Hoskins this Hoskins stuff. I just I just don't get it. I mean, it's it's with his, the fact he's so slow and the fact that he, his average is way too low to make up the difference. I just, I just, I just can't, I just don't understand this one bit. I mean, he could be batting sixth. Right. Uh, like Segura is batting sixth. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't know. And he's not even getting on, it's not, he's not even a high OBP guy right now. So it, it makes exactly. even less sense to do that. Might as well have him, you know, swinging the bat and trying to drive a run in because you have some guys. Who are who are on base ahead of him, you know, doing a good job of doing that. So I will say this though, Bohm had a Bohm had a rough day striking out three times on Sunday, but yeah. uh, but but Bohm's contact usually, but Bohm has been really good with contact this year, and and you know if 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 that's what you're doing, you're you're relying on Bohm, you know, to to, to make that contact. Now that's that's what led to the the winning run was of course mm-hmm. uh, somebody else making the error for once, but Bohm swing, making contact. Don't you want the person in front of you to to, to be able to to run a little bit? <laughs> yes. I mean, I mean, I, I I just I just I just don't get this at all. So, 
I mean, if uh, yeah, the 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 way Harp was hitting, you know, before he had to take those days off. If you if you put Segura and Harper back to back there, one and two, and I'm fine with Harper at three too. But the way he was just getting on base, you know, um, and hitting the ball to the gap, he was even hitting the ball opposite field well. That that's that to me starts you off really good, and then you can have your power guys kind of settle in from there and whatever three, four, five, six you want. Yeah, and uh, meanwhile, uh, Stott still not hitting in the major leagues, so he looks he looks like he's headed back to AAA once uh, once you get uh, DD back off the IL, which could be soonish. Uh, DD probably has to go make a rehab uh, appearance this week. So uh, the fact that DD was with the team on Sunday. And, uh, the Monday's an off day across, uh, minor league baseball. So I, I would bet, I would bet he's rehabbing on Tuesday. And let's, th- let's talk about the next guy. Cause I think, uh, this, this kind of comes say. to the conversation. Mickey Moniak probably yeah. has to head up north and rehab with, I think he's going to go to Reading on Tuesday. I believe that's the plan. But, um, you know, I know a lot of people are, are very, very eager for Moniak to, to hurry up and get up to, to Philadelphia. What are your thoughts on on um, Mickey Moniak and the center field situation? We already said Roman Quinn, you know, hit that elite speed is, yeah. is literally made them a game. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you do? I'm laughing, right? You can probably hear me chuckling as you're saying it because I can't believe that I'm sort of excited by Mickey Moniak, uh, given how we all felt about Mickey Moniak uh, prior to this spring, but because he lit it up in spring. And it wasn't just uh, Kevin Long. In fact, I think Dave Dombrowski was on, I don't know if he did an interview with Comcast, with Jim Salisbury, or maybe WIP recently. And he was saying he really felt like, he was, he was saying that Mickey carried himself with a confidence this spring that made, that sort of validated the the production. Like it wasn't just a, a flash in the pan or it wasn't just something. I think it was hitting the ball over the wall, but you still weren't sure about him because they said he he came to camp as if he knew he was going to have some kind of breakout, and he carried himself like a really confident ball player. So I'm excited, Frank. I mean, I, obviously the way the team's hitting, if Mickey Moniak can be even a fraction of what he was doing in spring training, that could be a boost, and then it could be a stability for you in center field. And um, so hopefully he can he can get a few big hits there in his rehab assignment and come up and help the team. But are people, are people too eager? <laughs> like, is this supposed to, is he supposed to be the magic solution? Like, is that, is that how people are treating him? Like, is, is that really fair to have those expectations after everything the Phillies organization has been through with Moniac and been very, I mean, of course, they've had to be very patient with Moniac. I mean, it feels like 2016 was forever ago, but, um, but he's still young. Uh, I mean, yeah, is I this the about to right a, time? Yeah, I mean, I think it's fair to maybe. I'm not listen. I'm not expecting him to come up here and battle for the MVP or even do what he did in spring. I mean, everybody has. You always see somebody have a hot spring, right? I mean, now he what he was doing in spring was was obviously not a sustainable pace, but he is a number one overall pick, and if he's kind of got that mindset and carrying himself with that, he should be. He should be an uplift to your lineup that a Matt Vierling or a Odubel Herrera or Roman Quinn doesn't bring. I mean, if he's got the natural talents that, and, and they're starting to manifest those talents that made him the number one overall pick, then you have to think that you have to hope that he can help this lineup, which is, is struggling right now for consistency. So then, uh, you know, there's, in terms of a space on the roster, the Phillies actually are, are up a pitcher. 
since since Didi went down. So if you remember opening day, they had mm-hmm. they had Didi and Bryson Stott on the roster, and really they've used that spot of that extra backup infielder to be an extra pitcher. So mm-hmm. the Phillies do have have room for to have Quinn and Moniak and Terrera. Do you carry all three? No. Do you think you need to? I don't know if they need to. It's just that they, they, uh, you know, if they need another infielder or another position player, I mean, Nick Maton is your other 40 man guy. I mean, I, they, they would just be up a pitcher. I mean, I don't, originally they were going to make a rule no more than 13 pitchers, but we are at, uh, 14 on the Phillies roster right now. Uh, so they, they have that flexibility because of, of all the COVID and all the other things that have impacted games lately. But uh, kind of the idea was that they that this would this would be too many uh, pitchers and not enough position players on a roster. Mm-hmm. So I mean, so they have the option because if you if you bring Moniak up then and you're not keeping the other two center fielders, well then what do you do? Well, I I just I don't think I, listen. I know this sounds like a funny time to say it because he just scored the game winning run, but I, I don't I don't know that re, that that um. Roman Quinn needs to be on this ball club. I mean, if you look at the bigger picture, he's what he's got a is he even batting the Mendoza line? He's no. way below the Mendoza line. He's got no on base percentage. He, I mean, yes, he he's a I, they don't even use the old like pinch runner anymore. Like in the eighth and ninth inning, that's that's like National League style ball that you don't really don't see a whole lot. So I, you know, thanks, Roman. <laughs> it was good seeing you again. Your time has come. Well then, let's talk about Odubel Herrera then. Do you agree, or, or would I, you? I don't. Do I think else? at first I would I would keep all three and just kind of see where it goes. Um, I mean, allegedly Quinn was supposed to be a backup infielder too, but uh, mm. I don't know. I, I like having a guy with speed, especially especially when you've got no defense in in left field and right field at the moment. Um, yeah, Odubel can run though. I mean, if the, if he's your a, a, a spare outfielder at that point, you know. Yeah, I mean there, but here's the other thing too. You talk about lefty righty stuff, which, which I don't, I think is overblown personally, but, but, mm-hmm. but they, they worry about it. Um, you know, Quinn's a switch hitter and then, then you have uh, two lefties in, 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 um, in Herrera and Moniak. How do you split up that playing time? Uh, switch hitter who can't hit though. I mean, I, you know, <laughs> it doesn't matter if he's getting out from the left side or the right side of the plate. <laughs> yeah, well, there you go, there you go. But 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 then, but that's a real question though. Like, forget yeah, Quinn no, for a second. Fair. Like, I get like if Moniak and and uh, Herrera are your two center fielders, how do you deal with that playing time? Who's supposed to get it and when? Uh, I think you give Mickey Moniak every opportunity when he gets called up, assuming that he he's called up because he's doing a decent job on his rehab assignment, right? You give him every opportunity to be that guy and see how it goes from there. I mean, what, what's what's the downside to that? You're, you, that you split time, you put Odubel Herrera there. I mean, you, you know what you're getting with Odubel Herrera. It's it's just, you know, even Mickey Moniak not producing is not going to be that much worse than what you're getting from Odubel Herrera. So you're saying Odubel Herrera is is really not earning a spot? Well, I'm saying he's a bench outfielder, right? And how do you use him if he's on your As bench? Your, I mean, doesn't every team have a, a bench outfielder? Who well, yeah. Oh, well, I mean, you have to have one, but I mean, yeah. like, what's what's the right situation for him? Just to be left field defense for Kyle Schwarber every day? Yeah, like, that's fine. Yeah, I mean, think about it. You have him 
He's he's a major league ball player. He may not be very good. He may not be. He's certainly not great, right? He's um, we know about some of his lapses out in the field, but they have him at the cheapest price you can possibly have a major league ball player. It's pretty good. Like I I I would take a ball player of Odubel Herrera's limited talents for the absolute lowest price that you can get him. There's worse guys in the major leagues than, than Odubel Herrera, actually. To be fair. So the fact that you have him at the lowest price is an advantage, in my opinion. And of course he can start if you need him to start and he can go out there and be your seventh or eighth hitter and do what he does. And you're, you know, that's what you're, you're used to. So I see an advantage of him have being your fourth outfielder. Now here's a question. So if, if let's say you, uh, you do designate Roman Quinn and he gets picked up by somebody who wants a speedster. Mm-hmm. Then who's next to come up when you have an issue? Or, or do you feel like you lost something? All right, let's say. I mean, they didn't start the season with him, so they 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 didn't have him in the plans anyway. So, but let's say Moniac or or Herrera get hurt, mm-hmm. then what? I mean, you're you're very thin in the outfield uh, in your system. I mean, then then you're back to having to call a Muziati, which no disrespect to Muziati, I think he's got some some tools and it's a nice mm-hmm. looking prospect, but he was w- in way over his head when he was on this Phillies roster. Right, right. I, you know, uh, these are the dis- these are the risks that you always have to decide. I mean, you can say, fine, keep Quinn, but then who are you getting rid of, and what are the, what's the downside to that? Well, you wouldn't be getting rid of anybody because they're they're all in the forty man roster. Well, and you yeah. you would just have one. Pick, pick a reliever that's not going to be on this roster anymore, and that that's your loss. Andrew Bellotti, who comes in and blowouts. I, yeah, I suppose. I just don't like giving up arms, even if uh, you know. I'd rather I'd rather save a limited arm than a limited bat, to be honest with you. But I, I see your point. I mean, it's fair. Yeah. So, uh, well, I will say we're spending all our time talking about little things like this, but <laughs> <laughs> we are. They have bigger problems. Well, what happened to Veerling? He's he's down, right? Oh yeah, he's still. I forgot about him. That's yeah. that's pretty bad. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I got. I, let me, you know, Matt Vierling. I I really thought they were going to overexpose him if by playing him that much, and what ended up happening, they they overexposed him, and and mm-hmm. uh, he basically showed he couldn't hang, which is a shame, because I really did. Uh, I really, well, I said I do. I do really like Vierling, but. Uh, now, AAA looks like he's hitting uh, 256 so far, so mm. better than the 170 in the majors. Sure. But, you know, certainly sure. nothing inspiring. No, nothing to... great, but, I mean, what, we, we know what we're working with here, you know. I mean, the best thing about Veerling is he can play a million positions, you know. I mean, I think that that's, that's the helpful thing. If he's your last guy off your bench, fine, but they put him in a, they put him in a platoon in the outfield. So, but, right. yeah, I guess, I guess it's not the worst thing if you lose Quinn because at least, I don't know. Really doesn't give you that speed, but it gives you something. I mean, there's really no ideal scenario here. There's no yeah. guy that you're going to put on and that you feel really awesome about. So, but I would, I would keep Odubel in this situation. All right. Well, uh, that's, that's probably what you know. I'm not a big happen. fan of Odubel. Yeah. Right. I mean, that it's just like, I, I just look at the value for the money, for the experience, for knowing, I like, you know what you're going to get more with him than anybody else. So there's some, some value to that. Indeed, indeed. So, well, the Phillies headed to Atlanta, then to New York. Before we close, 
when we meet next Monday to to, to have our next uh, podcast, will the Phillies mm-hmm. have had a good week or a bad week? I think they're gonna. <laughs> I think they're gonna have a good week. I think they're catching the Mets at the right time. Well, at least the Mets pitching staff at the right time. Um, uh, the Braves, I can't call it. I know that uh, Freed pitches game two, uh, so hopefully you get game one, and then it comes down to game three, and Morton's been been up and down. So, I mean, it's not terrible. He's getting ERA in the fours. So uh, you hope you can get that one and come home and try to get – or not – yeah, and you get two out of three from the Phils. Yeah, Tucker Davidson on Monday, uh, rookie – Hasn't had a lot of experience. Got to win that game. Yeah, they have. They have to win Monday. Yeah, right. I mean, got to win the, that game. I think that's 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 the key to a lot of this. Because if you lose that one, then your Zach Wheeler is on the mound for the Phillies. Hopefully, they can support him with some runs against uh, this this rookie with a six ERA. Yeah. Um, and then and then is he a righty or a left-hander? Uh, he is a righty, I think. Let's uh, see here. Yeah. You got it. This a is lefty. Where, I'm sorry. No, he's a lefty. I, I figured Davidson if he has a 6 lefty. ERA, the only way he's actually in this rotation, he must be left-handed. Yeah. So, um, Matt, still, you know, Schwab's got to come through. JT's got to snap out of it big time. Yeah. Suarez versus Morton on Wednesday after Gibson versus Freed on Tuesday. And by the way, Gibson, you know, he has his, he has his moments where he's not that great, but He's got some. He puts together some nice games. So maybe maybe this will be one of his uh, be one of his good games, right? And so he he's fine as a three four guy, and that's what he is here. So you know, I would like to see Ranger be a little bit more. I don't know. I know I knew we weren't going to get the Ranger Suarez from last year. I'd like to see him pick it up a little bit, be a little more consistent. Yeah, yeah, I'm with you there. Well, battle of the 19 and 22 teams and the Phillies and Braves <laughs> this week. And then the pitching depleted Mets. We'll catch you next Monday. Maybe we'll know better who the Phillies are. But for now, Frank Close, Jeff Mosher, this has been the Powder Blue Podcast. We will catch you next time.